Welcome to KC Corner episode 100. Hundo! We made it. We made it. Wow. <laughs> the you know, century I, mark. Brooks, I pictured a band playing. Mm-hmm. I, I pictured, yep. you know, like oh, a yeah. studio audience. ACDC. We got Thunderstruck <laughs> going. I don't know if I pictured ACDC, <laughs> to be honest with you, but... You know, a hundo kind of slipped in here. You, we're, we're meeting earlier than normal, so. Uh, but what do you think of when you think of a hundred? Um, Will Chamberlain. Okay, that's the, a good one. That's that, right. that was really, the first really one that came good. to my head right there. That was really uh, good. Probably like early golf days when I was trying oh, yeah, to break a hundred or something. Okay, another uh, really good one. Yeah. So that, that, what about you? Okay, I actually thought of two things. Uh, they'll tell you who we are. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the first one I thought: How often did I ever get a hundred on a quiz or a test? You mm. know, it just. And I was thinking, I guarantee you, you had more hundos than I did. You yeah. know, so. <laughs> I do remember a day I got 0% on a, on a ooh, quiz. Yeah. Ooh, that was It was not a good. fifth grade Miss Turner's math class. Golly. That was a tough day. Were you not ready for it or what was No, that? she told you, read the read the directions, read the directions. And we were, the whole week we were doing these problems where it was like, which is the most? Like you were doing adding, right. I forget right. what it was. And on this one, it was which is the least, and I did not read that part, and I picked oh, like which is the Brooksy. most, and got every single one wrong. Okay, so it wasn't that you were a complete moron. Just no, I did it right. Wrong. I should have. I've got a hundred. <laughs> yeah, if it was way. what is the most, it's, uh, it's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, I think so. I was thinking uh, a hundo of just kind of that feeling when you got a test back you know, mm-hmm. as a kid, and then, oh yeah. Um, uh, then, which was very rare for me, and then a hundo was probably a, a crisp uh, C note, you know, a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hundo in the wallet. You always feel exactly. like you're, you're Just a, behind yeah, the hall, a, cr- you know? a crispy boy. <laughs> a little crispy. <laughs> but yes, you you were uh, like 30 minutes earlier this morning. We are. And I, and I know you're tired too because you know that I drink coffee black and you came up here with cream in it. Oh and that was gosh. <laughs> so that's how I know he's really tired. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. You know, I, made, I didn't say anything till now. I wanted to keep it. That was so true. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I first looked to see if you had mine over there and you accidentally <laughs> gave it, but it, no, they no. both got creamer in there. How, how do you like your cream? <laughs> it uh, no, it's very good. It's lo- I, lo- I love it. I love right. it. It was just more, it was more funny. That is so true. Well, I got up and when I get up early, I make coffee uh, and I include Allie and that's how she takes it mm-hmm. with a little bit of cream in it. And yep. so, uh, sorry about that. It's Bruce. delicious. Like one of my kids. You it's know? delicious. It's delicious. Right. Oh golly. Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, let's see how this goes. Let's, let's jump no, on let's in. Let's what what jump you meant in. to say Here we go. with your uh, with your new sermon series, Faithfulness Amid the Ruins. Faithfulness Amid the Ruins. Love jumping in. Uh, you know, really, uh, what what a great Sunday, by the way. Having our missionary Fred Reed share, and what a cool story he had. And we also had our KC and the AM going. We had seventeen people show up for an early class. So, mm-hmm. a lot of good things. But loved jumping into a book that's so real and so raw. And the privilege of trying to take, you know, a prophet who lived some 600 years uh, before Jesus and try to bring him into our world. And there's so many cool connections because his world didn't make any sense. And it really, when his world didn't make sense, it was hard to make sense out of God. And it's so true for us when when things are upside down, when things are broken, when we can't make sense out of life, um, it really has a tendency to distort the way we see God. And um, so... It seemed to Habakkuk that God was silent, and that silent treatment's brutal. I don't know if anybody's ever given you the silent treatment, Brooks. Oh, I'm sure they have. Sure <laughs> I don't they have. know. You're <laughs> such a nice guy, but but uh, uh, you know, and and to think, okay, God, why are you silent? Are you ambivalent? Are you, can you not hear, or are you just not powerful enough to do anything? I mean, the, it leads you down to a dark road, and uh, so we know that God is a God who hears, and God's a God who cares, but. And then, then the, the thought of, uh-oh, he, he gives an answer that just seems 
you know, we expect God to go one way and when he goes another, it's, 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 it shatters our world. And, uh, sometimes he will, I, I, you know, you're, you're 26, five, 25, mm-hmm. young punk. I know you're coming up. <laughs> is yours, is yours in, when's your birthday? June, June 2nd. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, so, you know, when, when life takes a really sharp detour, especially unforeseen detour, it's unsettling. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the answer that God gave Habakkuk is, hey, I'm going to use uh, your, your, this pagan nation to do my work. It's like, whoa, God, you know, you can't choose to paint with that color. You mm-hmm. know, you can't choose to, to that, that should be off limits, God. And, uh, you know, God's ways aren't our ways. God's thoughts aren't our thoughts. And how, how do we navigate <clears throat> that? And it's really, the only way we do is by faith. It's, uh, the, the reality is this, the perfect backdrop for the righteous live by faith is a broken world. It's mm-hmm. a dark world because that, that just drives us to. But in the midst of that, we see that God is faithful. So, um, yeah. So, you know, what I meant to say was just that that the deafening silence sometimes of God really is tough and the absolutely puzzling answers sometimes are even worse. And mm-hmm. so... Um, the, the term solitary confinement really explains it well. Yeah. And the, the message and some of the chapters of Gentle and Lowly this week kind of went hand in hand. You know, your sermon talking about circumstances that maybe happened to you or right. people feeling lonely. And then uh, in the book, like something that you may have done or where you have sinned and you feel lonely because yeah. you feel so bad about it. You don't know where to go. So sure, yeah. kind of both being lowly and that of just being feel like you're alone and you have no one to go to in that moment. Well, you know, I, I love the way you bring that up because sin isolates us. Sin drives us away from God. And, and uh, you know, we hid from God in the original, you know, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, the first thing they do is they hide. Mm-hmm. It, it, it leads to isolation. And then they, they realized that they were, they were naked. They, they hid from each other. And so, um, and don't you love the fact that it's Jesus who comes and tries to find us in all those things, mm-hmm. you know, in, in our sin and our shame and our brokenness and our darkness. He is there and he is faithful. We can't always see it, but um, but it's there. So, yeah, thought we were a good start off and running. Yeah, great start off and running. And uh, a book that maybe doesn't get talked about or preached on as much as the other. So yeah. fun to dive in into a different part of the Bible, that's oh, for sure. Thanks. I think so, too. So should we, should we go jump to uh, what I hope to say? Let's do it. So what I hope to say, you know, he's just been, God broke his silence to say, hey, I'm going to use Babylon. And uh, really, I love this because this is Habakkuk uh, trying to ask God, now, wait a minute, let me get this right. Your eyes are too holy to even look at sin. And yet you're going to use one of the most sinful people ever to accomplish your will. Which one is it, God? Are you holy? You know, are, are you creepy? I mean, you know, what, 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 is, what, what is going on here? Because here's what I know of you. I know you're holy. I know that you're just, and it seems like there's no justice. I know these things about you. And, uh, but what I love, what I hope to say this week is in the midst of the questions or the beautiful language, if you look closely of relationship, my Lord, my rock, my holy one, you know, he's, uh, he's not talking to a distant deity that he doesn't know. He is talking to, uh, with intimacy, his God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, what, what a different change when you're having a dialogue with someone you love and you're using terms and you're not using them in a cutting put down area like my dear and love and sweetheart. But you're really like, wait a minute, honey, let me get this right. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, it changes the tone and the tenor. Mm-hmm. And so this is what you have. I mean, you have a, a dialogue with God, but it's his God. It's mm-hmm. not 
some foreign weird God. Mm. And uh, so God, God, so we got to see it through that lens. And so that's what we're going to try to do this week is to say, and in there emerges that most famous and the righteous shall live by faith. And so, wow. I mean, that's, that's one of those things. If you can, if God gives you the grace to understand what that means, it's, it's like that key that unlocks, mm-hmm. you know, the story. It's so. interesting kind of throughout each of the books in the Bible, the different names uh, used for him. I know in Exodus, I was just reading it, how it's, they use Lord, all capital, uh, yeah. for his title and just the different names and how people address them throughout history in different ways. Well, first of all, God bless you for reading through Exodus. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. So that's fantastic. And I'm really glad you noticed the Lord, all capitals. And for anybody listening, this is really important because the Lord, all capitals is the way they name Yahweh. And so <laughs> when he says my Lord with all caps, it's it's using the name that God gave Moses. It's the most, hey, this is my name. I am mm-hmm. who I am. It's Yahweh. And uh, that's, there's a title, um, you know, uh, it's, 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 that he often has with God. It, God just could be L, you know, mm-hmm. it just E-L, it's just God. And, and oftentimes with, with it's El Shaddai, God Almighty, or, you know, El Gibor, the mighty God, or, um, you know, there's different ways of using uh, L, but it's just uh, Elohim is the most common one for the Hebrew. So you got me down this pit path, oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. but, but the capital letters of Lord is really, that's almost like Jesus seeing the name Jesus in the New Testament. I mean, it's, it's the more intimate, you know, mm-hmm. because Jesus, sometimes it gives us his name. Sometimes it's the title of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, or Lord. But yeah, good good observation, Brooks. We we talked about it. It was last week in our KC group. I forget exactly what Charlie was talking about because Charlie's joined our group now. Right. And how the Greek and Hebrew translations, it means so much. Like when we read it and they use the English word, you know, slave yeah. or whatever. Right. I think that's the word we were talking about. In Hebrew, that meant like this type of slave, like right. super specific, like sure. this class or this is right. what they did. And so it's interesting to kind of learn about that part of it too. Yeah. And, and you know, with that, the, the Bible does. It's, it's like, how do we keep the language true to the original and yet readable to us? And I think that's the... Uh, I'm going to use the word, wrong word, but right idea, magic. That's the magic of translation. And Mm -hmm. again, you know, they're not, the Holy Spirit's leading them. They're not inspired like the original writers. But, and and the argument was early on uh, that you don't translate into the, what they call the vulgar languages of the people, you know? And so that you, uh, you keep it in the, the more glorious uh, Mm -hmm. language of Hebrew and Greek. And then, you know, early on the church translated to Latin. That's the Vulgate, but... Yeah, here we go. Now we're now we're going into church I love history. It, man. This, is, this is some great rabbit holes. Man. <laughs> Come here for what what I meant to say. To stay for the church history in I, Hebrew and Greek. Well, remember, Brooks. This is this is the hundo. I mean, so we're, so we're going in some extra. <laughs> this stuff. is a two hour Joe Rogan special. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That yeah, makes more you, sense. Come on, you brought it up two weeks I know, ago. I, know, I, know. I, was like, I thought you were talking about the guy that the football stadium was named after. I'm, and now transitioning over to Gentle and Lowly, bigger chunk this week with three chapters, chapters three, four, and five. Three, four, five. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Oh, yeah. And so you just went and got something off your desk, and you said this should be a curveball for you. So let's hear it. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. Well, you know, in chapter three, again, it's going to talk about that Christ's heart, which is being, you know, in my heart is gentle and lowly, is really drawn towards sinners and sufferers. I mean, it is it is not that he is just like ticked off with it with sin and suffering, although he is ticked off of suffering. He hates it. He weeps over it, but he's drawn to it and it brings him joy. I mean, it brings him joy to interact. And, you know, we had, uh, 
uh, a big important day on Monday. What was Monday? What was Monday? Uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Thank you. I've just seen the blankets. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I miss something. Is. No, that's right. But you know, I was thinking um, as Katie and I were, were getting up and starting our day, um, I, I got a, a, a song list that we both just love, and it's got some kind of love songs on it, and it was a great Valentine's playlist. And you know, one of the ones Philip Phillips uh, got on there, and it was, uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember. Home. Uh, no, it was like, give me your heart. But anyway, it, it, here, here's here's where it is. Meet me where the sun uh, light ends. Meet me where the truth never bends. Bring all that you're scared to defend and lay it down where you when you walk through my door. Throw it all out on the floor. Your sorrow, your beauty, your war. I want it all. I want it all. Uh, bring your secrets. Bring your scars. Bring your glory. All you are. Bring your daylight. Bring your dark. Share your silence and unpack your heart. That's it. Unpack your heart. And I thought, you know... Um, I said to Katie, I said, of all the songs that I think of when, when I when I hear, I think of you when I hear, and all the things I love, and all the things I feel like through so many times a song, it's like, oh, that's what I want to communicate to you. I think the song that trumps them all is Unpack Your Heart. It's uh, bring me everything you got. I mean, even if it says bring me your silence. I mean, it's like, wow, that's such a cool line right there. Yeah. And it made me think of this chapter uh, of, hey, he really does want... He wants to bring me your junk, you know, and I, I'm going to, it's going to be a joy to, to heal that. It's going to be a joy to deal with that. It's, it's not, it's a whole different mindset of like, oh gosh, you moron, get over here. You know, once again, I'll clean you up. And no, it's, it's a, it's, it's someone who so loves us is like, man, I just, I love you and I've made you and I'm redeeming you. Just Bring everything you got and, mm-hmm. uh, and lay it down. I That's what he says on either first or second page of chapter three. It says he does not get flustered and frustrated when we come to him for fresh for, for fresh forgiveness, for renewed pardon with distress and need and emptiness. That's the whole point. It's what he came to heal. Wow. He went down into the horror of death and plunged out through the other side in order to provide a limitless supply of mercy and grace to his people. Man, that's fantastic. That's good. That's good. It's good. not the every single day come to him and he gets annoyed like, oh gosh, Brooks, again. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing, man? I love the description of how he came down. I mean, it was so graphic. Uh, can you read it again? I mean, yep. He plunged down into the... And emerged on the other side. He went. He went down into the horror of death and oh. plunged out through the other side in order to provide a limitless supply of mercy and grace to his people. Man, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And just and that was kind of the theme of these three chapters. Um, just not being scared to go to him and not feel like we're annoying him or that we're too broken. He wants all of our brokenness. Yeah, and I think chapter four we really talk about. Hey, hey, and he's able to sympathize with us. You mm-hmm. know, he. He is that high priest who became like us, and he was tempted in every way like us. I mean, he's experienced that, all of that, so he can relate. It's 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 uh, sometimes you look at people, they think, oh, they have no idea what I'm going through, uh, and you think of here's mighty God, but putting on flesh, going through hunger pains, going through you know uh, puberty, going through all the things that he went through, betrayal. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to know what it feels like to have. To be, uh, I, I think the book talks about being unfriended by everybody. You know, it's uh, yep. uh, everybody in Instagram, Facebook unfriends you. I mean, mm-hmm. At the end of his life, here's his best friends. They're all unfriending him. They're all <laughs> running, you know, and thinking, oh my goodness. So he can sympathize with our weakness. But I love what it says also there, but he's without sin. And because he's without sin, he could pull us out. You know, if he was, 
just like us, including a sin. Oh, darn. He's in the same condition. He has no leverage. Mm -hmm. He can't, he can't reach and pull us out because he's right next to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's right next to us in so many things to relate to us, but he is without sin. So he got, has that leverage Mm -hmm. to to lift us up out of that condition. Absolutely. And at the end of the chapter two, it talked about C.S. Lewis said that it's like a, a man standing in a hurricane in a windstorm. Oh, yeah. And eventually, you know, you just give in and lay down until the storm is over. But Jesus endured the whole thing. He yeah. stood standing up the whole time, got blown around and tempted the same way we did, but lived a sinless life. Which you know, and I, I loved how what Lewis and, and what uh, Ortland was saying about that was that, um, hey, he even knows more than we do, mm-hmm. you know, because he's endured it more. We're all laying down and he's standing up in the gale force wind and... We think of the Gospels like Matthew 4, where he was tempted face-to-face with Satan. You know mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, golly, he had that gale force wind. Talk mm-hmm. about a Category 5 hurricane. Yeah. It's right, it's right yeah. there. Charlie coming through. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hurricane Charlie. Yeah. And then in the last chapter, it talks about kind of like any kind of sin he once brought to him. Um, mm-hmm. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward. The ignorant and wayward are not two kinds of milder sinners, so it's not about, you know, what sins we bring to him. We're all sinners. It's how we bring them. I mean, you know, how our heart is. And, and that's what he's going to respond to. So, you know, for for that, that person who the darkness included some things that I didn't get into, um, you know, it's amazing of Jesus, the one who's able to forgive and willing, willing to forgive all those who are truly penitent. I mean, mm-hmm. those, you know, come to me. It doesn't say come to me with some sins. Just bring it all, you know. Uh, and I, I, I go back to that Philip Phillips. I mean, I want it all. I mm-hmm. want it all. Your sorrow, your beauty, your war, you know, uh, the treasure that hides behind your walls, uh, the days when you grind to a, ca- a crawl, you know, hey, I, I want it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what he's saying. Yeah. But the last thing I had written down to in my notes was contrary to what we expect to be the case. Therefore, the deeper into weakness and suffering and testing we go, the deeper Christ's solidarity with us. As we go down into pain and anguish, we are descending ever deeper into Christ's very heart, not away from it. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I love that uh, solidarity. What's the other thing? He, the, the, he, withness. Didn't mm-hmm. he use that word withness with mm-hmm. us? That he wants to be with us. And, and we see that in Jesus' high priestly prayer. At the end of his life, he's praying, you know, make make them one as we are one. There's, And it, it, it's, it's unfathomable, but it's true that Jesus longs to be with us. Mm-hmm. He really... He wants to be in our foursome. He wants to be in our KC group. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wants to be in our family, in our marriage. You know, he wants to be He wants to be there, and it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. It's pretty apparent, even just reading the New Testament, all the people that he hung out with. It wasn't, uh, it was the lowly people, that's for sure. Yeah. It's people like you and me, Brooks. Exactly. The people. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. we can wrap there. That sounds great. Hey, another good week. And, uh, you know, a couple things coming up real quick with KC uh, this Friday. We have our Casey Family Connection, which is our membership class. And uh, again, we got a great group of people signed up. Can't wait to have that. That's Friday. We're going to have Cafe Positanos. Have you eaten there? Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. that's, that's good. That's good. Oh, man, that's a good That's good stuff right, right there. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's right. And then um, we're going to have Sunday after church, we have our luncheon. And so Casey Family Connection, I'm sorry, Casey Family Luncheon. Now I got all these things running together in my mm-hmm. mind, and but it's going to be important for everybody who's a member. You got to come because we want want the fellowship. We want to hang with you, but we're also going to talk about our new planning center, our new way of uh, communicating with our people. It's going to be important because we're sending out a lot of things. Uh, Amy and the crew, we're, we're we're working hard, and 
we don't always get RSVPs back. And, you know, we're not, <laughs> you know, so it's like, hey, how do we connect with our people a little bit better? So that's going to be uh, at the lunch. We're going to talk about that. Um, a lot of exciting things coming up down the pike. So I hope people are jumping in, getting involved. Exciting times. Exciting times indeed. We'll see you guys Sunday. Blessings, Brooksy. Blessings, everybody.